0: welcome 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 to another episode of an apostolic outlook here we are we're going to start naming off the episodes for you every week uh this is episode 20 already episode 20 in our little discussion we got going here with uh everybody our friends and uh, neighbors and uh we just want to uh, tell everybody hi, man. I, I tell you, sorry about this late start. We're getting, <laughs> you know, the old saying says to err is human, but to really mess things up, you need a computer. Um, just uh, <laughs> we had some technical difficulties here. So uh, we're, uh, we're grateful for y'all's patience. And um, we're so thankful for y'all putting up with us. We're thank We got a couple of questions here. We're going to talk about this week. We got a, another uh, Bible study. We're going to Launch out in this week, and, uh, well, let's just see if we can't do something for Jesus, all right? Hey, yeah, I hope everybody survived the blizzard. Uh, everybody here in West Michigan knows what I'm talking about. Everybody else, man, we had a mess this week over here in West Michigan. We had an <laughs> ugly storm, boy. It was just one of them, you know, white-out blizzard Forty mile an hour winds, two degrees, and, and oh, we just basically held on and survived. But um, got a nice day today. It's supposed to be in the upper twenties. We got a lot of sun shining, so thank God. One more winter day is gone. Amen. Amen. One day closer to spring. Uh, this is an apostle. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm Reverend Ted Tar, and uh, this is an apostolic outlook. We're so grateful. You ought to turn us in and uh, turn us on and bring us into your life. Praise God. We're uh, just a... I'm just an old-fashioned Jesus name, tongues-talking preacher, just an old old boy who's been living for God for 40 years. I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to cause uh, dissension or, or get anybody mad. I just want to talk about Jesus. Praise God. I, I firmly believe Psalms 34 and 3... It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. If we can just magnify God, amen, get a closer look with him. Get a little more in-depth perspective of what he's all about and who he is. And anybody that really truly sees Jesus, praise God, will love him because he is love. He is compassion. He is mercy. He is everything you need in this life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you want to get to me, my email address is uh, rev. Uh, it's right up here above us here, uh, rev.tedtar uh, at gmail.com. Uh Hey, I appreciate you guys' input. Uh, shoot me an email. I get questions every now and then from a couple of old boys and uh I try to do my best to answer them. I don't answer them by any means in depth or get too, you know, Specific about it, I just try to give them a Bible answer, you know, because the uh, Bible tells us in uh, Saint Peter one, Saint Peter three fifteen, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready to give an answer uh, to every man a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I'm just trying to give you the old Bible answer, Amen. What you do with it, that's up to you. But if I can tell you what thus saith the Lord in in as many situations as possible then praise god you because we're all going to answer to god god is the one we're going to answer what i think what obi thinks what any one of us thinks <laughs> doesn't really matter hill of beans it's all a matter what god says in his word because god is the only one that has a heaven and he's the only one that has a hell uh, to put us in so praise god just please him and be everything he wants you to be. And amen. We'll all be better off. Praise God. Uh, like I said, my email is rev.tedtar at gmail.com. Uh, my Facebook address is bit.ly B-I-T, uh, L-Y, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash RevTedTar. Uh, my feed burner is uh, bit.ly B-I-T dot forward slash and... Apostolic Outlook. Now, Look, there's a couple of them words are capitalized. Look how they're spelled, and that'll help you find them. An Apostolic Outlook. I'm not, no means the Apostolic Outlook. It's just me. I'm just Ted. I've been baptized in Jesus' name and had the Holy Ghost since 1968. And I'm just trying to live for God, and I'm giving you my opinion and trying to uh, help you see of some Bible answers if you want to draw closer to God. All right. Praise God. we got another little thing here, too. Uh, I know if you happen to be catching this on the recording, because uh, uh, you can find all our episodes there on YouTube, uh, if you ever want to catch a live program, <laughs> as a rule, start around, around 2 o'clock uh, Eastern Time um, to a couple minutes after, uh, 2 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, But if you ever want to catch a live program, it's on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. And that will get you in live with us. And if you, you know, you can actually ship us a a email uh, and uh, hope you'll get it up on the screen and we can have have a little bit of conversation going on. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, pray for me. Amen. Let's open the service with prayer. Praise God. Ask God to bless us and, and help us in this endeavor. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We're so thankful for all your many blessings. We're so thankful for your pleasant truths. We're so thankful, oh God, for your helping us, God, and keeping us and loving us, Lord Jesus, and guiding us. God, I'm asking for your anointing. Help, us, help me, God, in this broadcast today. Help me say the right things and do the right things and be of the right spirit. Oh God, Jesus, to help somebody maybe see you a little closer and for me myself to get a little closer view of you. Oh God, I love you and I thank you in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we had a couple questions here. Uh I'll tell you what. Let me let's start off with a poem. I got a I got some people who seem to like these things. These are some some poems God has given me over the years. And uh, this one was written back in '03. It's called "The Worship Train." The Worship Train. Holy, holy, holy is what the angels say. Up around the shining throne is what our God hears night and day. Glory, glory, glory to the King of all kings! All the praise and worship due for the Master of ages ring. Sweet-smelling savor wafting up to eternity's gate. Let us offer to him the fruit of our lips, continually praising God. Oh, let us not wait. Oh, let us not miss our chance. Let us not make that tragic slip. Get on the worship train, my friend. Join in on that glorious trip. Praise God. Amen. God is worthy of all praise, all glory. Hallelujah and all adulation. He is so good to us. He's blessed us in so many ways and he takes care of us. And even if we don't even know it's him, he has all things in his hand. Praise God. Praise God. Now we got a couple questions here from Stan. And he was a little uh, uh disconcerted about some of my statements here in the last few weeks about uh uh gaming and, and Violence and uh the stuff that I may have said that uh, entertainment is a uh, harmless or uh, he wrote a big long you know <laughs> paragraph and a half uh, uh dissertation and i got it it' kind of a shorthand here in my own words, so Stan, if I misinterpret what you said, forgive me and and uh, we'll try to get it right uh Stan wrote to us uh i that i Seem to say entertainment is harmless. Graphic violence or sexual, demon-filled content—that uh, we might be offending God with this. Uh, this feeds and nourishes their sinful nature. Am I wrong? Porno is entertainment. If content depicts dis- dis- injustice, immorality, or sin, or without a life without morals, lessons. Why is it okay to you? Uh Stan, it's not. Uh <laughs> in, you know, uh, but like I say, we gotta keep things in context. Uh what is entertainment, what is uh you know, is it I'm not here to judge people. Praise God. Uh uh Jesus told us in John uh, Matthew the seventh chapter, judge not lest ye be judged. Uh, uh I am here to just sh- try to help show somebody about Jesus. You got to remember, Stan, uh sin and even things that are sin. And I'm not saying sin and and but the sin doesn't have um uh, uh levels or degrees. Sin is just sin, okay? And if you have uh you know sin in the eyes of god is there, there's no difference all i'm here is trying to uh help you uh help people see jesus and um, praise god draw closer to him uh, you can look at uh things that remember back in the um well you don't remember it but you read about it probably back in the 1920s uh there was a big uh move toward god at that time uh there was a real revival of uh, people trying to draw closer to God and the government actually got in something I think it was the 18th amendment or something where they called it prohibition and they outlawed alcohol and they tried to close and stop all people from drinking and carousing and doing that we can see what that did it doesn't do any good to close bars you got to get to the people and let people change don't change the, the bar Change the person. If you change the person, the bar can still be there, or the or the red light uh, house of prostitution, or or, or any, or, or the grabbing the gun and, and murdering somebody, or or, or stealing, or, or robbery, or any of that stuff. And it, it's if you can help the person see Jesus and be changed on the inside, praise God. You don't have to worry because it doesn't work to to, to make. Edicts and, and 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 laws and 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 I, I'm not here to condemn people. I don't know about this uh, gaming and graphic violence and stuff. I don't really know much about it. I don't get anything out of it myself. But it doesn't mean, you know, you how you take it. Uh, me myself, I. Um, I, I got into UFC there for a little bit. I was watching UFC, you know, the uh, the, the fighting thing. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool, them guys. They were, you know, uh, better than uh, the put-on boxing. And they were uh, some of the moves was just amazing until it started dawn on me. I was getting a little bit too into it. And it was kind of condemning me a little bit. Well, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but it was condemning me. And I was getting too involved... With them guys whooping us not out of one another, you know. So I, I quit. I quit. Okay. And and it it's it's not up to us to condemn or. Uh, let me give you a little scripture. Let me give you a little scripture. Uh, in in uh, Saint John the third chapter. And the seventeenth verse. Everybody knows verse sixteen. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave. You know, every, we all know that. But look at the verse seventeen it says for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but the world but that the world through him might be saved now listen to this he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god so you see it's it's not up to us to condemn or pass edicts or pass laws or pass, you know, you will do this or you will do that. It's up to us to let our light so shine. Uh, Matthew five sixteen tells us that. Uh, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. No, it's not that I, I think uh, sin and sinful things are right, but it's just... That's the world we live in, Stan. That's where everything is. Uh, Jesus told us Himself. He said, "As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man." As in Noah Day, the Bible said that was there were evil only continually in the hearts of men. Praise God! So you see that all that is we see this junk that's out there, and the violence, and the and the, and the carousing, and the evil continually, and the. Um, man you can't turn on the tv without seeing you know homosexuality and and all kinds of lasciviousness and you can't turn around and there's somebody in bed with one another there's somebody i mean you know it's all it's it's out there and it seems i'm 60 years old and man i tell you when i was a kid i was born in 54 and and, and so i uh, when i was a kid in the in the early 60s there was never any of that stuff but now it's just—it's a whole different world, and we just look at it. You look at it. It's—it's it's because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah! And that's what people, when when um, God told us uh, in the last chapter, Book of Revelations, we would be saying, "Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus." Pray for His coming. Let Your light so shine before men that they can see any. Good works you got, and glorify and if they see Jesus in you, praise God, praise God, they will want to see Jesus in you they will want they will want what they see, and that's all that really matters. Do I condone it? Is it okay with me? No, I guess I don't know if I put kind of a shell up, and I don't see a lot of that stuff. I don't hear a lot of stuff that that comes out the the, the vulgar or the profanity I've kind of a built-in screen in my in between my ears <laughs> and and I just just kind of let it slide off my back. you know it's not that I don't know all them words I don't know all them phrases hey I'm a full grown man i you know I work every day, but I choose not to use them. I choose not to involve myself in it. And that's what living for God is all about. The choice that Jesus gives you not to get involved in that, not to walk down that path. You can try to encourage Him and, and help. But like I say, uh, uh, people who who tried to make an, an edict and, and tried to make uh, force people not to do a certain thing or to do a certain thing their way. Uh, the Catholic Church in the... Six in twelve thirty one passed some laws, and uh, because they had uh, they had the the might of the Roman government on their back, you know, and on their side they had the armies of Rome, and uh, they passed a thing where they could persecute anybody who would not follow their ways, who would not uh do things their way, and for the next six hundred and one years until eighteen thirty four They murdered and killed and persecuted everyone who would not follow their paths. They were really proud of their accomplishments because they kept very good records. And uh, history tells us there were 68 million people slaughtered because they would not obey. That's the reason why most of these people came to America in the 16th and 17th and 1800s. Because they were fleeing the persecution, praise God, of, of, of that, uh, of, of, if you don't follow our religion, I mean, we had got a right to, to, to take you out. You think the Muslims are bad about it, they did it j- just as bad or even worse. So you see, it, it, that stuff don't work, and they, they created one of the most monstrous episodes in human history. Thank God that Napoleon stopped it in 1834 when his army swept through and they opened all them prisons and forced them to stop it in Europe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stan, just live for God. Do I approve of that stuff? No. But I'm not going to openly condemn. I mean, I don't know a lot of this gaming stuff. I don't get involved in it. Hey, I touch a computer and it usually melts on me. You know, I I can't run that stuff. But... Um if it's entertainment to them, let it be entertainment to them. If it's something that consumes them, praise God, try to be let them see Jesus and help them through it. All right? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I hope that answer helps you a little bit there, buddy. Um I uh I know I've never met you and 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 to try to introduce them to Jesus. Try to introduce them to Jesus. Get them baptized in Jesus' name. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God will help you and guide you and help you be everything you want to be in God. All right? Now, Stan, you uh, threw a couple other questions at me. (laughs) Everybody, uh, you got to look at Facebook. Stan threw a question. It was a picture out there, and he says, do you understand this? Can you comprehend this? Basically, it's a, Picture of a big, it's a Red Cross sign, and it had uh, uh, advertisement for lip balm. Uh, It says, and not approved of by werewolves and the walking dead. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was the weirdest thing you ever seen. Stan, uh, uh, yes, it does. It confuses me, too. I don't know. They put Psalms 23 on there, and they put... Uh, Mark 1230, which says uh, the great commandment is this: you must love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and your neighbor as yourself. OK, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, it, it reminded me of something <laughs> when I looked at when I was a kid, they had a little magazine called Mad Magazine and and they would have all kinds of crazy advertisements and commercials. And uh, like they just threw stuff on a paper just to fill space and, and mess with people's minds. I don't understand it even either, Sam. But <laughs> uh, good luck if if uh, if it makes any sense to you, Amen. Maybe you could fill us in. Other than that, I think they're just messing with our head. All right. Uh, now you had one more question, Stan, and I'll try to get to that over uh, next week or the week after. About fasting and uh, what's that all about? And uh, I'll try to get you. Uh, there's a half a dozen Bible scriptures that helps us understand what fasting is all about. But we'll talk about that over the next couple of weeks. So like I say, anybody else that wants to float me some questions or comments or uh, something that um, I don't seem to be clear on, uh, hey man, ship it over to me uh, on my um, email, uh, rev.tedtar at com, right up there, and uh, uh, we'll try to discuss them, all right? All right, all right. Now, we're going to start a little lesson here. Uh, it's a big subject. <laughs> so uh it may be a week or two we're going to try to march through it and uh but I think it's something that uh help you uh maybe understand uh what living for God is, is all about uh this apostolic way that uh, that I I I I I am a part of this Holy Ghost infilling baptism in Jesus name and you know a lot of people uh hack on the term uh, Pentecostal to their to their um uh what they are and and what they believe and uh but uh, you know there's a lot the, a true Pentecostal is someone who not only gets the Holy Ghost but speaks in tongues because that is the initial sign of receiving the Holy Ghost now don't be confused with uh first corinthians fourteen where we're talking about the gift of tongues that's not talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and the 14th chapter is a gift to the church. Um, uh, That's in another language. That's only a few people have that gift. Yes. Uh, But uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues is, is another language. You'll find that in the second chapter of the book of Acts when they first got the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost first fell, was the promise that Jesus said He would send back when He went away, Amen. He said, "I will not leave you comfortless; I will come to you." Read it for yourself in Acts. That's the fifth book in the New Testament, on uh, the second chapter, when they were all one place at one accord on the day of Pentecost, which had great, significant, uh, spiritual meeting uh, to God, and it was the Holy Ghost fell. Now, this was the first time. Um, that this gift was given to all mankind; anyone could receive the Holy Ghost. God had been speaking through specific prophets, or or anointing uh, men or people, and they would be used by God, and they would be directed by God, and He would talk to them all through. I mean, ever since uh, Adam, you know, all ever since the beginning. But this was when the the gift of God to everybody was available. Amen. And it was given to us, and it fell in uh, approximately 29, to, we don't know because a lot of the dates back there, AD 29 to uh, 33, right in that area, on the day of Pentecost, so the 50th day after the Passover. And they got the Holy Ghost. And when they got the Holy Ghost, not only did they spoke in tongues, there was 18 different languages, 18 different uh, nationalities there in Jerusalem on that day, and they heard them speak the wonderful works of God in those people's languages. And why did they do that? Because it was it brought glory to God. They knew this bunch of just ignorant fishermen and 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 all there were Jews there. But they were talking in all them different languages, amen to and they were talking about the magnifying, magnifying the wonderful works of God. That same thing happened on the nineteenth chapter of Acts. Same thing happened in the tenth chapter of Acts when they knew they got the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues. Okay, so they not only uh, get the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but we also baptize in Jesus' name. That is the crucial. That is what makes. That's why we call ourselves an apostolic, because we preach what the apostles preached. Now, you ask, well, I'd much rather uh, do what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, rather than what the apostles said in uh, Acts, the second chapter, Acts two, thirty-eight, when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. I said, well, my friend, I'm here to tell you there was no different. Jesus said what for the apostles to do, and they were in one accord and in agreement, and they told us what the name, look at that, is the singular? There's no S there. In Matthew 28 19, Jesus said, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The name is Jesus. Because Acts 4 and 12 tells us there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. So you want to know what us apostolic Pentecostals believe? We baptize in Jesus' name. We got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. All right. Now, uh, our, (laughs) sorry, a little station identification there. I got off my subject here a little bit. Um, uh, We want to talk about, uh, we're going to start a little study over here in the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, um, starting in the first verse. And the name of our lesson here is The Principles of the Doctrine of Christ. Uh, Now, look at this word principles. Principles mean fundamental truths upon which others are based. based. So this is where the fundamental truths that we believe and we follow. Okay? You want to please God, praise God? Think about these. You want to do it way because they say if we're going to get to God's heaven, we got to do it God's way, right? If you're going to uh, follow Doctor John's, or, you know, I'm making up a guy's name, or or Doctor Ralph's, or or Reverend uh, Francis's uh, doctrine, you know, make sure they got a heaven to put you in, all right? We're going to follow the apostles' doctrine because they follow Jesus because Jesus has got the heaven to put us in, all right? Anyways, back to Hebrews. Hebrews, the 6th chapter and the 1st verse. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, 1. Faith toward God, 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms, 3. And of laying on of hands, 4. Of resurrection of the dead, 5. 5. And of eternal judgment, six, and this will we do if God permit we want to talk about the found uh the principles of the doctrine of Christ. hallelujah, because you look here in the the Bible it's kind of funny sometimes it it writes the uh, the the solution of the matter at the beginning of it, you just got to see it, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. These six things will help you be right, will help you be perfect, will help you be what not only God wants you to be, but what you know you need to be in God. Go on under perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Repentance, as you know, and as I've said many times, repentance means turning around. Um. In the British Army, they tell me that, uh, you know, when the soldiers are marching, you know, they're marching along and, whoop, two, three, four, and, and they, uh, uh, in, you know, in our army, they'll say, about face. In the British Army, they say, repent. So, in other words, repent means turn around. That's, that's it. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Repent means go in the other direction. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians. uh, This just kind of popped into my head here. 2 Corinthians uh, 7th chapter and uh, the uh, 10th verse, I believe. Yes. Uh, 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, But the sorrow of the world worketh death. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. Godly sorrow is not repentance. Godly sorrow brings you in the um, direction of repentance, of turning around. If you're truly sorry for what you're doing, if you're truly sorry for the direction you're going in, that will help bring you to the repentance. Or in other words, turning around. So turning around from dead works. Um, a lot of this, what we're talking about here, is what the, see the Jews had, they had the law and they had 10 commandments and 613 ordinances that God had given them in order to to be what God uh, wanted them to be. Now, but the, the Bible said the law was good. I think in Romans, the uh, eighth chapter and uh, the third verse, the law was good, but it was weak through the flesh. I mean, it wasn't no way you can read Romans, the seventh chapter. It shows how much all the law did was show us how what a miserable failure we were in God. And the law was just full of ordinances and do this and don't do that and be this and don't be that. But it never gave us any power. Hallelujah. And that's why we're not under the law as as the Jews were anymore. There are some things that Jesus brought over in the New Testament. And he uh, told us like, uh, honor your father and your mother, and thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. That was brought over. But some of the edicts of the law we're not under anymore. Like that's the reason we don't uh, keep the Sabbath day. You know we don't worship the Sabbath day uh, because Jesus said Himself, uh, the Sabbath uh, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. The man. The Sabbath was made to help us remind us of what we need in God. I'm here to tell you, guys, if you get the Holy Ghost according to. Uh, Isaiah the twenty eighth chapter and the the eleventh and twelfth verse, uh, the Bible said in Isaiah twenty eight, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. This is the rest whereby to cause the weary to rest and the refreshing. So all the Sabbath was was a day of rest. When you get the Holy Ghost, you'll get the rest, the peace, the the comfort, the the the. Hallelujah, the refreshing. You don't have to have a certain day to get it. You can have it inside of you. In other words, you won't be keeping the Sabbath. The Sabbath will be keeping you. Hallelujah. Praise God. But these repentance from dead works, we turn away from all these laws and ordinances. And we even see that in a lot of the religions today. There are so many... uh, uh, Organ religions that say you got to do mantras, you got to do this, you got to do uh, certain things to uh, 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 ceremonies and stuff in order to serve and 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 be what God wants you to be. It's not about that. It's about a personal relationship with God. Now, it's not talking about uh, the works that we do to prove, because James told us over in uh, James, the second chapter, and in the 18th verse. James told us, uh, uh, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. In other words, th- that's not talking about this kind of works. James is talking about the action. Uh, the action that we see how we believe and what we believe in God. Repentance from dead works. Hallelujah. Over in um, Colossians, the second chapter, uh, verse 14, the book of Colossians, C-O-L-O-S-S-I-A-N-S, uh, Colossians, the second chapter, and the, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances which was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat. No, we don't have restrictions on what we eat and drink anymore. The Bible said anything we eat and drink. Let us let it be partaken with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That's over in Timothy. Um, let no man judge you in meter and drink or in respect of holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. Praise God! Look at verse fourteen. Jesus nailed all that stuff to the cross. Jesus nailed all the um, the dead works and the uh, religious things. <laughs> He nailed it to the cross. He set us free. The Bible said we've been called unto liberty. Only thing he asks us is don't use our liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Hallelujah. Repentance from dead works. Over here in Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is gift of God, not of works, lest any man could boast. Praise God. You can't earn your way into heaven. It's a gift of God. All he asks us to do is live for him. Praise God. And he made it easy. He did all the hard stuff. I mean, you were born in sin and shape in iniquity and you could not have the victory over yourself and your path was condemning you. He paved the way. It gave us the opportunity to get our past washed away in baptism in his name, to rise, to walk in the newness of life when we receive the Holy Ghost, and have the power of God to live for God and deny those lusts and ungodly things that would separate us from God. Praise God. Repentance from dead works is one of the principal, foundations of the apostolic church. Okay, let's go over here to number two. And faith toward God. Praise God. The just shall live by his faith. In Habakkuk, uh, the second chapter, uh, faith toward God. Now, you look at this word faith and and what it's talking about. Now, faith is kind of a funny word in the Bible, and it, it really, if you under, look at it this way, I think you'll understand a little bit more what we're talking about. See, faith is not only a verb or an action thing or how we believe, but faith is also a noun or a person, place, a thing, or what we believe. I'll give you some scriptures here to back this up. So like I say, Faith is, uh, faith toward God. Not only how we believe, uh, over here in Romans, the fifth chapter, uh, verses one and two, Romans five. Guys, if I'm rattling this stuff off, if you have any questions, email me or, or play the, uh, cast back. <laughs> or I don't know how much this OB is getting down here. So, uh, we'll, um, we'll go from here, but, um, Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. This faith that we believe that God will take care of us. God will fight our battles. God will, hallelujah, Uh, make everything all right. i got a fine example over here. I think it's one of the greatest examples of faith in action in the Bible, personally. It's over in the book of St. John. And I'm not going to read the whole story, but I'll tell you where it is, and then I'll tell you the story, and we can go from there. St. John, the fourth chapter, uh, verses 46 through 54. St. John four forty six. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there was a certain nobleman uh, in, a, in a city uh, called uh, Cana. And uh he heard that Jesus was in a city called Capernaum, which is about 17 miles away. Okay? This is important. Seventeen miles. Um, and they weren't have they didn't have uh mopeds back then. Uh, you either walked, or you had a chariot or a, a horse. Okay, well, 17 miles is probably, uh, oh, uh, walking in a couple three, you know, three four hours. Uh, if you got a horse, you know, uh, uh probably do it in a couple hours. You get a driving a chariot, you know, a full tilt, you probably get there a little quicker. So it's not that far away. And this man heard that Jesus. Was over in Canaan, and uh, he, uh, this uh, nobleman, had a uh, son was sick. He lived in this town called Capernaum, and so he heard that Jesus was over there, just seventeen miles away. He went over to get him because he had heard so much about Jesus and how he would heal people, how Jesus had already been healing the blind and 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 raising the dead, and and. Uh, taking care of whatever situation you had, if you get a hold of Jesus, he would fix it. Praise God. He didn't charge you nothing. I mean, <laughs> he, was, he didn't hold it over your head. And he said, you know, like the old Godfather, you know, I'll do you a favor, and then you, I'll come see you at a certain time. No, Jesus didn't work like that. He just fixed it because he loved you. And so he heard Jesus was down in uh, uh, Canaan. And uh, so he took off. And he found Jesus uh, that afternoon, about one in the afternoon. I'll I'll show you a little later. You can look at this. And uh, he said, Jesus, uh, come heal my son. He's at the point of death. Okay? Look at it yourself. People are people. If my son, if Obi, was at the point of death, i wouldn't spare the rubber i mean if if i knew the only help he had the only he was going to die If, if i knew if i could get a hold of this one thing and get this one thing settled praise god he would live i would spare no expense i would burn rubber and get over there or i would you know beat it over there and uh jesus told him over in the uh Verse 48, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Here's the nobleman said, sir, come down. My boy is going to die. Now this is, man, what would you think? I mean, you knew your kid was dying. He says, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I don't want signs and wonders. I don't want to do, this is not, I'm not doing this for brownie points or or or, or anything. I just, my boy, my son The one I love, my heir, is dying. Hallelujah. Put yourself in this man's shoes. And Jesus said unto him in verse 50, Go thy way, the Son liveth. And the man believed, and the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, he went his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him, Thy Son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour that he began to amend. And they said unto him, now listen to this, this is a key to this, to understanding this. They said unto him in verse 52, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. And the father knew that it was at that same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. Okay, now in Jewish time, The Jews had basically day and night. Their day started at 6 in the morning and ended at 6 at night. Night started at 6 at night, 6 p.m., and ended 6 in the morning. So the seventh hour of the day, seven hours from 6 a.m. is 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Remember, he is only 17 miles away. Jesus told him the day before, At one in the afternoon, go thy way, thy son liveth. Now, did this man beat it back home? He could have easily got home in a couple, three hours. No, he spent the night in Capernaum. Now, I don't know if he did some shopping. I don't know if he visited relatives. The Bible does not say. But he took his time to come home. Why? Remember, he left, this boy was at the point of death. His whole world was crashing down. He was a nervous wreck. You know, this is, uh, this is people. I know I'm saying this because that's how I would be. But Jesus told him, go thy way, thy son liveth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to see faith in action. This is faith in action. He did not get home until the next day because he knew it was all right. That's what faith is all about. Knowing it's going to be all right. Hallelujah. It's like um, we can equivalent to um, if, I, if I take this watch right here, this watch right here, what's going to happen if I drop this watch? Okay. What happened? it went down right there was anybody doubting what direction the watch was going to go in was anybody have any questions about uh well the odds are saying that watch is going that way the odds or that way or that way no we all knew that watch is going this way straight down because we knew in our heart what happens when we drop something it goes down and and then we can equate faith to that just an absolute knowledge and an absolute assurance and an absolute without any doubt what's going to happen praise god that is what faith toward god jesus wants you to have that kind of faith that when he says it's going to be all right <laughs> you go shopping, you go visit Grandma, you can go see Uncle Uncle Stooge or Aunt Martha. You can go do any, any, anything you want to do. Because you're not worried about that dying son anymore. You know he's not dying anymore. Praise God. That's faith toward God. Now also, remember I told you faith was two things. Faith is not only a verb, but faith is also a noun. Not only how we believe God, but what we believe in God. Praise God. Over here in 1 John, the fifth chapter. 1 John. This is not St. John. This is 1 John. Back toward the back of the book. 1 John 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Hallelujah. Having full assurance in our heart that God is going to take that. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember there's five truths of this faith that we have in God that uh, is, is part of what what we believe. A, we believe that there's just one God. So we have faith in that there's one God. There's not a multiplicity of gods. We don't have to pray to uh, Father God to get a hold of the Son God or pray to the Mother God to get a hold of the Father to touch the Son to send the Holy Ghost, to send somebody to help us. No, we pray to God. There's one God. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. That is a fundamental truth. Remember, I know I harp... And Jesus is God's name all the time. But that is the difference between life and death, eternal death. The name Jesus, praise God, is your access to the throne of God. The name Jesus, hallelujah, we can come boldly into the throne of grace and find mercy and help in time of need. The name Jesus, hallelujah, will help you touch God. Praise God, because that's his name. The Father is the creative uh, aspect of God. The Son is the redemptive aspect of God. Uh, Jehovah is the covenant or the promise keeper's part of God. Elohim is another name of God that described what he is. All them Old Testament names that God had, Yah and Jehovah and Yahweh and Elohim, and uh, uh, all of them. Praise God, told us what God is, what God is. In the New Testament, Jesus tells us who God is. Hallelujah. That was a name hidden from them. They didn't know that, but that name was revealed unto us in these last days. Praise God. The entry that we have to get into God is repentance, being baptized in Jesus' name, Receiving the Holy Ghost. That's how we get into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Uh, um, Praise God. It's clear. It's in the Bible. It's up to you. I mean, if you're going to believe it or not, only way they ever baptized in the Bible was in Jesus' name. Baptism is is important, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Praise God. When they got the Holy Ghost, every instance described them getting the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. Every you know, this it's just it's so simple. And but people in men's mind make it complicated, make it unratherable I've had guys say, no, nah, you can't understand the, the Trinity because it's a mystery. Nah, it's 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 something made up, man. It ain't even <sighs> Jesus, hallelujah, is your God and he will love you and he will take care of you and he will protect you. Praise God, praise God, praise God love remember one god his name is jesus we get into him through baptism in his name and receiving his spirit which is we call the holy ghost love for him and one another man you look all through the bible first john the 15th chapter first john i mean uh, st john the 13th chapter this new commandment that ye love one another over in st john the 3rd chapter Hallelujah. Um, uh, praise God. Where it says, uh, uh, loving, no man has seen, or it's in the fourth chapter. Here is his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Love, love, love is a foundation stone. So many of today's religions are built on hate or fear or dread or, or fear of retribution christian walk is built on love hallelujah a god of love and an ability that he has given us to truly love one another not love for for manipulation's sake nor love for or getting an advantage or, or love for you know for for you know lustful or or, or you know working, you know, at people, but love just for true, simple love. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, there's an old uh, preacher one time said, for God so loved the world that even though he knew us, he still liked us. You know? <laughs> That's love. Even though he knew what we're about. He understood our nature. And he got the first-hand understanding of our nature when he came into the flesh in the body of Christ Jesus. He understands what we're all about and who we are. Praise God. But even though he knows what we're all about, he still loves us. Amen, amen. So we got one God, his name, Jesus. Uh, entry into his presence, his baptism in the Holy Ghost, loving him. And one another and holiness. What is holiness all about? I know you'll talk to 15 different preachers and they'll have 15 different uh, answers of what holiness is. Holiness is basically you keeping peace with God, not doing something that will offend. First, you got to have the Holy Ghost. First, you got to get peace with God. You got to get your sins remitted and then you. Have the spirit of God. And then you just listen to that spirit. And the, God don't love me one iota, one smidgen, one smallest little midget more than he would love any one of you. And he loves you so, and he loves me, he talks to me. And he lets me know if there's something I shouldn't do, if something, or if a direction I'm going, and it's not good for me, he'll nudge me and let me know, hey, I wouldn't do that. Praise God. And I know the same God who talks to me and loves me will do the same thing for you. Hallelujah. Jesus told us in uh, uh, St. John, the 15th chapter, uh, he said, you love me, keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments, you're not servants anymore. You're my friends. Praise God. That's the kind of God that we have that will love us. And take care of us. And help us. Maintain. Because holiness is the absence of sin. Is the absence of wrongdoing. Is the absence of the stuff that Stan was talking about. That this world is so full of. Yeah Stan it is. And, and you know. I don't know. Maybe I am a little too callous about it. I've just kind of learned to shut it off and not pay attention to it anymore, and not be totally... Because you got to a little bit because it's so around us and so saturated and it permeated everything and everywhere we are that you got to just kind of put a blind ear to it and, and and just build up a wall that you don't let it bother you. But people that know you... i got a lot of friends that I work with and they know who I am and they know I don't say those things and do those things and live that life and be that person. And a lot of times... Out of respect for me, not anything noble or mighty or perfect or beautiful that I am, but they just do it because they they honor anything you any stand you take for God, they honor it because they know it's not a show, it's just who I am, and so they curb their tongue and, and praise God, praise God, praise God, one uh, example of uh, now, uh, we're, we're going to have to end here, and uh, but over here in Mark, the fourth chapter, one more little story I want to give you. Mark 4, verses 37 through 41. St. Mark, fourth chapter, 37th verse. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part, or this is Jesus is talking about, asleep on a pillow, and they wake him and say unto him, Master, carest not thou that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And a wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Praise God. That's what... This faith toward God is about that Jesus was right in the boat with him. They had seen him before. This wasn't the first time he st- he still the storm. I mean, there was other times when uh, they were in a terrible storm. He'd sent him ahead of them, and uh, they saw him walking on the water and he had calmed that storm. Sometimes it was a storm of wind. Sometimes it was just a rough sea, like maybe it was a little underground earthquake. There's different es- you know, essences in the in the Bible. But he said, "How is it that ye have no faith? Faith toward God is our assurance is our ability to rest in him and know that I'm living for him? He takes care of me. hallelujah. That's what faith toward God is all. Your assurance and knowing that I'm part of god's family, I've got his name, his spirit." I don't let anything pollute my walk with Him. I'm staying holy. I'm staying blameless and, and, and it's without spot or wrinkle or any such thing in my life. I'm living for Him. I know He'll take it. That's what faith is all about. Hallelujah. Faith toward God. Not only how we believe, but what we believe. Friends, I'm sorry. I I get to rattling. Sometimes I'm just old chatterbox. But... We're going to have to pick this up. Now, remember, there's still three, four, five, and 6 coming up next week. And hopefully we'll get through it. If not, we'll do it the week after. But uh, uh, remember, we're in Hebrews, the 6th chapter, uh, verses 1 and 2. The principles of the doctrine of Christ. So far, we've covered repentance from dead works, faith toward God. Next week, we're going to start off with baptisms. Hallelujah. Friends, we thank you for putting up with us. We thank you for... Amen. Come in and join us. We thank you for any comments or or uh, uh, questions or or anything you want to say, or encouragement or or accusations. I don't care. I mean, I'm trying to do my best here. I'm by not by any means some mighty Bible scholar. I'm just an old boy just trying to live for God and 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 listen to Jesus and 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 be right in with Him when He comes. Hallelujah. We're going to close with our favorite scripture. Praise God, our favorite scripture in Psalms, the 19th chapter and the 14th verse. And this should be a, a prayer of all our hearts. Hallelujah. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Praise God. Guys, I thank you. I love you. Pray for me. Send me something. Uh, let me know you're out there and uh, what you think. and um, Praise God. Let's let's grow in God and let's go to heaven. <laughs> let's go to heaven. That's what it's all about. In Jesus name. Bye now. Thanks.